is good. This is What's going on people? It's your boy Izzy. It's your boy Taz. And this is the Taz and Izzy show. Back again with another episode, season three. Let's get it. <laughs> cool. Really, really excited about this season, but more specifically this episode. Mm-hmm. Also, we've got another friend on the table. Yeah, our on. very good friend, Uncle Mike. How you doing? How's it going, What's bro? up, guys? I'm back for the third time. Let's <laughs> go, let's go. But he's actually not the main person for this episode, so don't worry. You won't hear too much of him. But he's actually brought someone for us. Yes. A very, very special guest. Let's get it. Who is a business owner. Come on. She's got over 46,000 followers on Depop. Certified painter. Come on. Singer, songwriter. She's a model as well. It's the one and only Beth. Come on. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go, Beth. It's my hype, man. I like to save that as a sound clip and play it every time I enter a room. Oh, that's so funny. Hey, but how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm all right. Crazy year, right? Yeah, I know. I know. How was lockdown for you? Uh, uh, as honestly, like everyone else's, I guess. Mine was a bit weird, though, because I managed to somehow get stuck in Wales when the lockdown happened. Oh, man. Uh, with my sister and her husband and my little nephew, uh, Rupert. Okay. And at the time... That's a nice name. Yeah. Rupert? I call him Rue. He's so <laughs> cute. Really beautiful boy. Um, I ended up being a, like, full-blown auntie nanny for him for mm. two months. Whilst my sister worked, she is a doctor for the NHS in Wales. Key worker. Come on. Mm, yeah, yes. but in the during the second month, my mental health really got bad. I got depression. Wow. And I had to uh, go back home. Wow, wow. So, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about that a bit later on. Mm-hmm. But for the people that don't know, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, all of that stuff. Okay. All right. I'm Bethany. I'm also known as Butak. Come on, let's get it. I'm just let's throwing in my name in there. That's Come what on. it's all Little about. Instagram it covers everything exactly. that I do as well. I do a bit of everything. It's like I've got a finger in every single creative pie that could possibly exist. I like that metaphor. Yeah. Uh, my main thing is uh, my business where I sell online vintage clothing. Mm. Um, I'm all about sustainable fashion. Nice. It's Lit. one of my favourite things to do really i also do um songwriting i'm not the best singer in the world guys. <laughs> not the best singer in the world but i'm so passionate about yeah. it absolutely love it mm. um i do painting and um i also do modeling which is uh something i absolutely love doing i love creating this persona you know like how Beyonce's got Sasha Fish. <laughs> yeah, okay. I turn into the Butak character mm. and I just own it. And I've got to do so many cool shoots. I've even done a bit of acting work for music videos right. as well. Wow, that's sick. That's mm. sick. So really? how, how's the singing thing going for you right now? Do you take it seriously or do you do singing on the, as a side hustle? It's, honestly, it's a side uh, hobby. Okay. Like, it's a side hobby thing, but no word of a lie, throughout the years, I've had musicians and producers get in contact with me out of nowhere wow one guy found me on depop 
because I had an about me section for a while. Oh. I said I did singer-songwriting. Okay. And I don't know if you guys... Can you remember the band Blazing Squad? Yes. Yeah? One of them went on Love Island. So... No, way, really? Yeah. Okay, Marcel. I don't think it was one of these boys. <laughs> <Marcel. laughs> um, but uh, one of these guys got in contact with me on Depop and was like, hey, Brandon, email me some songs over. And it was his name, and then it said, like, at Mojam. Okay. I won't give the entire email. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And it's two of the boys from Blazing Squad. So I went to Ealing Studios and I was like, wow. Mm. I could not believe it was happening. I did an entire day's worth um, writing session with them. And oh, cool. It was incredible. Uh, like, nothing took off from it or anything right, like that. Right, but right. just for that experience. Yeah. yeah. It's such a high professional level. was incredible. That's dope. Absolutely incredible. That's dope. Where did the name come from? Bootek. Bootek? Yeah. Boo is my family nickname. Oh. You have a really? family nickname? My, my family called me Boo. <laughs> 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 Boo. My friends uh, call me loads of different stuff. Like, B has been quite popular, now Boo, and BB. My little niece calls me BBQ. I have no <laughs> idea why. Okay. And, and so I, she says it's like a barbecue. Yeah. Where everyone loves a barbecue, but I like to think it's like um, Bethy Boo Queen. Oh, yeah. okay. And then the tag is because I love kitsch, bright brush colours, especially for my painting. Oh, okay, cool. Tacky. No, All right. Like hey. Like um, something that you mentioned at the start is that you went through depression during lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I think, not just for you, but for a lot of people, lockdown was probably not the best thing to happen for their mental state. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know, for your own um, experience of it, how, how did it come about and how was it? And maybe how, also how you got over it? Of course, yeah. I think for me, it was actually a series of events. So... At the beginning of the year, a very close friend of mine tried to take her life. Wow. Um, which broke my heart, mm. as you can imagine. Yeah. She had to be hospitalised. It was savage. Um, and then, uh, which will sound weird to you guys, not very many people have gone through the same experience, but I found out that my first love, quite literally the love of my life, got engaged. Oh, wow. And then lockdown happened, and all of a sudden, I was changing nappies. Um, do you know what I mean? <laughs> really, really odd, bizarre experience. And to be honest, it wasn't too weird to begin with, because I'm a bit of a loner anyway. I'm like a proper lone wolf, so... Mm. And I normally contact my, my friends calling anyway. Mm, yeah. So it was, it was quite normal to begin with, but then I noticed that I was drinking more. Right. Um, I noticed that when I was looking after my nephew, uh, some days I was finding it hard to just look after him. Okay. Mm. Uh, to engage with him. He's like growing and learning, and I was finding it hard to entertain him. Mm. I kept putting myself before him, mm. and I, you can't do that to a baby, like especially family members, someone true. you love. True. So I had to be really honest to my sister and husband. I think I waited for uh, one of the big main conference things that Boris did and he said, yeah, at least another month and that the next morning I was like, right, guys, I need to be honest, I've got to go back home. Mm. Struggling to look after your child. Wow. Mm. Yeah. 
Wow, it's crazy. And then what was it, do you think, about lockdown that kind of intensified your mental health um, situation? I think it was because I was in a sort of an alien space. I wasn't, I didn't have the comfort of my home like everyone else did. Mm. Um, So I was having a, a, a different type of isolation. I felt so lonely like even not having my things around me my bedroom at home is my sanctuary it's where all my creativity takes place I had nothing absolutely nothing but bless my sister when she realised that that was going on she moved all of the paintings I've ever done for her into the room that I was staying she also got um, managed to get hold of a portable piano from one of her fellow churchgoers. Wow. And they dropped it off, so wow. I had a piano to play as yeah, well. Yeah, Sister of the Year. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she's a gem, yeah. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you know that you're in this mental state. I'm assuming, maybe, that it might have been hard for you to talk to people about it, um, or, or maybe not, but I wanted to know... Why do you think there is this stigma around mental health issues that makes it hard for people to not be able to be open with others? That's like a big question. Please, can you say that again? <laughs> no, basically, <laughs> it's like there's so many yeah. answers and elements to that. Yeah. So, for you in your in your mm-hmm. situation, did you find it hard to talk to other people about what you were going through? No, not at all, because I've been dealing with mental health issues for a couple of years now okay so i've always i i always have to be a hundred percent honest with my friends and family the first thing i do if i'm not okay the first thing i do is call up my best mate right Mm, and i'm like babe i'm not okay (laughs) yeah and uh he'll, he'll listen and he'll be like okay let's talk about it and and be like okay like what do you want to do and he'll always help me that's come up with a plan to yeah figure it out mm. i see because like i know for for other people it's not, maybe not that easy they do find it hard to talk to others about it so what advice would you have for those guys um that are maybe struggling with something mentally but find it hard to kind of talk to other people about it oh wow okay okay can we talk about <laughs> men and mental health really quickly then yeah, yeah of course yeah that's okay So for men, because you've got loads of testosterone and there's a huge preconception of who a man should be and not be emotional and they've got to, you know, keep keep it together. Um, But that really quickly manifests in anger, Mm. really, really quickly because you are suppressing the sadness and that desolate feeling so, so hard. It just converts itself into anger and so for the guys i mean like this is for the girls as well but girls find it easier for the guys (laughs) babe you've got to get into a safe private space pop a really sad film on and as soon as you feel those tears coming up baby boy like cry your eyes out cry your heart out and remember those little lovely tears coming out of your face they've got happy chemicals in them Mm. and that's your body helping to equal out the sad chemicals and then so crying is exhausting have a nice little nap afterwards a nice little shower maybe and then the next thing you need to do is 
drop your guard immediately, call your best friend, okay. tell them you need help, tell them you're not feeling okay, because ultimately your best friend would never want to see you depressed, never want to see you yeah. sad, feel out of control. Yeah. Uh, your best friend is always going to be that person that will take you to hospital, take you to the doctors. They'll even call the police if you go missing one night or for a few days. That they're, they're gonna do everything they possibly can to keep you alive. Mm, that's really so, good. That's yeah, good. top tip: speak to your best friend. They know yeah. you best. They're not gonna dismiss your emotions, your feelings. They're gonna listen. They yeah, they'll help. Yeah, I think accountability is really like one of the highest points about like mental health. Because I feel like um, I think what like what you said, especially for guys, when you bottle it in. Like, you almost explode at some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to be able to cry. I didn't even know, like, crying kind of, like, balances out the whole thing. It makes, yeah, exactly. Out. It makes so much sense now. I'm like, wow, it makes so much sense. <laughs> you know, so I think, yeah, that is a very strong point. I like that. Yeah. I like that. What, um, what this interest in men's mental health, how did that come about? Because it's, I found it rare that, um, that a female would, would be so interested in men's mental health mm-hmm. um, above the, the female mental health. So what... What was it? That... So ever since um, I uh, got a diagnosis for mental health, I um, after my first recovery year for what happened, which we'll go over in a bit, I'm sure, um, I went headfirst into research. Mental health is something I'm really passionate about because I would never, ever, ever want someone to go through uh, to the exact extent what I went through um, so it's enabled me to learn that um, there's a, there's a window of opportunity to intervene okay. and to ease the pressure right. and to make mm. sure you get better uh, faster, definitely. Mad, mad. And then you said recovery year. Let's let's talk about that. What firstly, what is the recovery year, and mm-hmm. how was that for you? Okay, all right. So I am bipolar type one. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did you want to like? Specify the difference between type oh, of one and course. type two. Right. Okay. So, uh, bipolar uh, type two is episodes of depression and a thing called hypermania. Uh, hypermania is where you uh, get extreme confidence. You overspend money, max out all your cards. You can become hypersexual and sleep around. Mm. Um, you um, are very erratic with ideas. Um, and but it's all positive at the same time basically you believe that you're the best version of yourself mm-hmm. um, and it really in uh, hypermanic episodes uh, it really messes up your life mm. you can literally bankrupt you for wow. instance wow. and also affect your health if you do get hypersexual and you start sleeping around yeah. you're not thinking about protection in those sort of instances so bipolar type 1 is episodes of depression and episodes of mania. And mania is everything the same as hypermania, but it includes a thing called psychosis. Mm. Um, Psychosis is quite literally a break from reality. You're physically in between this reality that we're in and your own personal reality. Psychosis is different for absolutely everyone. Wow. When you uh, when you got diagnosed with that, how like how how was that for you? How did you cope with that? Uh, it was traumatizing. Really? Mm. 
it was devastating uh, because, uh, so I got my diagnosis after my manic episodes and uh, because of the reality that I was in during my manic episode, I was absolutely devastated to realise that parts of it weren't real. Mm. Mm. I was devastated. And so after I got that diagnosis, uh, basically I was still a bit manic when I got taken to a specialist mental health team. And I was not sectioned, but it was <clears throat> only if I uh, agreed to taking sedatives Sorry. where I could stay at home. Um, Sorry, what was the question? Need to... No, you just answered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, you're yeah. good. You're yeah. good. I uh, want to, yeah. Yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to find out, actually, because I remember I watched your video mm-hmm. on YouTube and I was so intrigued by the fact that, like, your manic episode lasted way longer than I thought, like, mm-hmm. manic episodes. I always thought it was, like, a like a few hours or, like, a day, but it seemed like yours was pretty prolonged. Mm. Like, how is... Um, for, so, for the majority of bipolar type 1 people, it's um, long episodes of depression mm. um, and then long episodes of mania, but you can get bipolar type 1 people which uh, go through something that's called rapid cycling. Okay. Uh, which is what you're thinking of, but oh, okay. it's that even that's usually not the case. Normally, it'll be like one or two weeks fair enough, of fair rapid enough. cycling. Yeah. Oh snap! I didn't know that because I always thought like I don't know why, but I always thought like when they say like manic episode, mm-hmm. I think it was the word episode that made it kind of seem like you know like, like forty a TV minutes. Episode. Exactly. It that's, quite that's, I think is, yeah, yeah. It kind of like linked it to it. It was like okay, yeah. forty minutes, hour, yeah. and then but then like when you when I heard you talk about yours, it was like wow, that was for a while. So I was yeah. like, I was trying. To, I was like, it, it kind of made me like wow, like that changed how I see it as well. Okay, so that was very interesting. Right, I'm just gonna add some info. My YouTube video got brought up with no context at all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Two years ago, I got asked by my old secondary school to do a YouTuber-style video explaining my journey with uh, bipolar and my mental health. Um, but the version that you guys watched and heard was a censored version because that YouTube video gets used at the school for their mental health week. And it gets played to 11 to 16 year olds. Mm. So I had to watch things very, very carefully. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, people may not know that you are a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, that you believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, did they, where did the two kind of come together mm-hmm. in terms of your mental health and your faith? Did they come together? Did your faith help? Mm-hmm. Talk us through both of them. Okay, so that's kind of split up into two parts because initially I found God first, Mm. not Christianity. Okay. Christianity came together. I had a light bulb moment at the end of last year. Right. On a serious note. Light bulb moment, penny dropped, and I figured out what was happening. Uh, But uh, God really did, honestly, before I knew God... Um, I've just stumbled on my words so badly. Before I knew religion, I met God. That's exactly what happened. So um, I met God during my manic episode. Mm. And if that had not have happened, I would be dead right now. 100%. Uh, I had an experience that 
you can't argue with if it hadn't have happened i wouldn't be here today that i i don't think i could ever say that god doesn't exist wow mm. yeah ever 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 do you mind talking about that encounter because i'm sure yeah. that some people here may not understand what it means to have an encounter mm-hmm. why don't you tell them like yeah what that was like for you that encounter okay all right we started off right <laughs> um, let's go so during i need to explain a tiny bit quickly during during uh manic episodes um absolutely everything you see touch here um means something and everything starts to connect to each other absolutely everything has meaning and has purpose um and i was having like revelations of life and existence it was absolutely incredible mm. manic episodes to begin with honestly like the best drug you could ever take in your life mm. um and but still be coherent and there with mm. it type mm. thing um so absolutely everything means something i was having the best time i was smashing work absolutely smashing work i was orchestrating a huge office move at the time i was on top of my game i was crazy social and just loving life and really last minute i got asked to go on a european tour with a band to do filming work for them for their social media and i was just wow absolutely incredible mm. having the time of my life um but because it was so last minute I was literally having to pack the morning I was getting picked up by the tour bus. So I was running around my front living room having a great time. The sun was shining, it was beautiful, and <laughs> making sure I had all my stuff together. I was so excited. And I took a moment to look outside the window. Um I'm going to try and word this as well as I can. Right. Honestly, yeah. even though when I feel like I've worded it well, um I can't do it justice. Yeah, right. I can't verbalize it. Yeah. But okay, we'll get to it. I was looking out of my window and suddenly my vision was getting bleached out by pure white mm. ultraviolet light. Mm. Um it was so bright I I couldn't keep my eyes open. Um but the bit that I did see it was beautiful. It was like kind of pearlescent. Mm. I knew instantaneously it was God. I knew instantly. I was so in awe. I was full on trembling. Wow. I fell to my knees. I knew it was it was God instantly. And you know you get religious people they say are you God fearing? Do you fear God? Mm. That word is so mis um misinterpreted. Uh the what it means the fear is to be so in awe of being present in a moment that you couldn't even imagine um you're so in awe of it mm. it it's scary but not a terror type fear it's more that you're aware of your mm, vulnerability mm, mm. you know your place mm. that's what it is it's not a terror type fear it's it's being complete or um we'll get back to it yeah I'm on my knees literally instantly crying and there was no audible conversation at all um I was saying out loud oh my god this is incredible why didn't you come to me sooner mm. Mm. 
I would have never have got depression ever. <laughs> like, what, what are you playing at type of thing? Yeah. And it was a, like an instant stream of thought, communication. It was like, um, you've been so blind. You're so thick. You're so <laughs> stupid. You're not looking hard enough. You're not listening hard enough. And I, I instantly understood. I instantly understood that uh, this tangible world that we're in in our existence—it's a a constant test. For instance, from God to acknowledge His existence, mm-hmm. to answer His knocking at your door. And as soon as I realised that, I all I could do was like cry out, "I'm sorry. I'm so mm. so sorry." I can't believe I've done that. And, um, but every time I was saying sorry, I was getting like this flooding. That's the only way I can describe it like water flooding over me, head to toe, of the most love uh, you could ever feel wow. in your life. And every single time the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Mm. It was like pelting harder and harder and harder. And it was quite literally like God being like, it's all right, babe, you see me now. Wow. Well, wow. It's all gravy. Yay. Don't worry, babe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, once I had that confirmation, I was just on the floor, on my knees, like, oh, yeah. crying my eyes out in this moment. I still couldn't see a thing. This light was still with me. I felt God, like God was there. And um, I tried to stay there as long as possible. And, uh, but when I started to blink, the white was starting to fade mm. and my vision started coming back. Yeah. Um, but it didn't matter. It was okay. I was just like, yeah. wow. Exactly. <laughs> so I was still on my knees on the floor. And when this happened, I looked down at my left foot. This is my favourite part of it, to be fair. I looked down at my left foot and there was the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life. This is going to sound weird. Right. <laughs> so all my life, I have been so petrified of spiders. They used to give me panic attacks. A spider actually gave me my first nosebleed because I screamed so loudly. Wow. <laughs> so I look at this Wait, spider. you screamed so loud, you had a nosebleed. Yeah, and I was 14 as well. Yeah, was, that was a loud scream. I know, right, yeah. yeah that's decibel. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I thought you banged your head against the wall or something. No. Like, no, I see this spider on the floor. I was not scared. I instantly knew this poor spider. I've most probably been screaming at this little guy for like a month and it's been running around my front living room doing its thing. I've just been screaming at it. And this spider quite literally came out to join me in God's glory and be with God with me. And it was such a sweet little moment being sat on the floor with the spider like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> um, so I'm still scared of spiders now, but... Uh, no way near to the same extent like i can be in close proximity to one now yeah freak out Mm. yeah wow that was a very vivid story yeah like the description was very colorful and even though you said you couldn't like really like you know express it well like i could see everything you're talking about Mm. definitely that's Mm -hmm. really good no it makes sense that after an encounter like that you you fully believe that like that was just revealed to you um and then following on from that how do you think since that you've uh, formed the relationship with God and you've gone deeper how do you think yeah. that has helped you with your mental state 
Well, we'll keep it to the storyline, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. So the tour bus comes to pick me up. I'm all packed now. I'm loving life. I've just met God and I'm about to go on tour with a band in Europe. I was yeah. stoked. I was so, so stoked. And um, quite literally, meeting God saved my life. Remember I told you how happy I yeah. was? Yeah. I had no idea how dark my manic episode was going to go. Like literally starting from the day after. Hmm. So, do you remember I told you everything you see and touch and everything makes connections? Yeah. Um, our first city stop was Amsterdam, and all of the signs and connections that I was making started to tell me to drown myself. Whoa. Yeah, dark. It was really dark. It was absolutely petrifying. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to die. I've never wanted to die. I... It was literally like I didn't get the choice. Mm. It's some, it was being decided mm, for me. Mm, mm. And um, in Amsterdam, there's water everywhere. There's canals. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was petrified of water. I was even scared to take a shower. I was even scared to go for a wee. That's how savage it was. Oh, my gosh. Um, but the the part where God comes into it is whenever these connections were mounting up, like really, really revving up, I was getting more and more petrified. That same uh, flooding feeling of love Mm. would literally just hit me like a ton of bricks and I would calm down. And it was literally God's reassurance that he would keep me safe and that I will not do it and I won't die. And it was even, even weirder, like... Um, I'd be sat on the loo. I've literally held it in for like the whole day because I was petrified of going for a wee. And I'd be sat on the loo and then I'd finally go for a wee, like absolutely petrified. And then I'd even feel the feeling after I had a wee, like, wow. don't worry, darling, have a wee. <laughs> and then I'd be like, phew, I didn't die. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, I think what's interesting to me is like, <clears throat> I think some people like, Say, I think you hear the stories of I met God and it, oh, the manic episode completely came to a stop and like that was it. But it's it's interesting that yours like kept on going, but then yeah. like at every stop you would see God. So it's almost like he was trying to get you in, to an intended end. Of course, like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so like that if without God with me, literally with every step with me on tour. I would have drowned myself somewhere in Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, somewhere in Europe, 100%. I can't emphasise enough to you guys the intensity of the instructions for me to drown myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no way I would have been strong enough to not abide by them if it weren't for God. Wow. 100%. So, um, where... Obviously, I was really, really poorly at this point. Um, By the time I got home, my flatmate had already got in contact with my parents um, because I was acting quite bizarrely Mm -hmm. by this point. And um, basically, my parents took me to the doctors straight away for me to get referred onto a a specialist emergency mental health team straight away. Mm. And um, it was awful so i went to my assessment with my flatmate 
because I was livid with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the assessment with my flatmate. It was literally from that moment, God left me, right? It was one of the worst days of my life ever. My magical world was like disappearing mm. really quickly. I couldn't feel God anymore. And then I started getting told like that my, my brain had been tricking me and that certain things that I believed weren't real. Mm. I was devastated. I was doubting myself. Um, and I, that night, I called up a very close friend of mine, literally screaming, sobbing down the phone. Mm. And uh, I said to her, like, I don't know if you'll understand, babe, but I can't feel God anymore. Wow. It makes me want to cry now. It's wow. awful, that mm. moment. It would literally be like your own father who has loved and cared for you, told you he loved you every single day, and him suddenly walking out the front door, not looking back, and not even saying goodbye to you. Wow. That's exactly what it felt like. I was devastated. Mm. Awful. And so that's what got me into the... I'm putting in quotes with my fingers here. Recovery, yeah? Okay. So after a manic episode, you uh, have an initial recovery. Yeah? I mean, it takes forever to recover from it anyway. Yeah, but yeah. You have a recovery, yeah, and that's mainly taking lots of medication. Yeah. <clears throat> and so with mania, because your brain is literally working at a thousand percent, it is a leveled up human brain. Yeah. Um, if you think about the high you get, just the same if people take drugs, they get super high, yeah, yeah, yeah. the crash is awful, savage. Mm. So I, even though I was sedated, I was on mood stabilizers, I um, I convinced myself that the pills were holding me back from being me. And that I didn't have a mental health condition. Mm -hmm. And I stopped taking them. Whoa. Mm. And then, where did it yeah, go? Yeah, where did that go? Oh, dark. <laughs> it went so, so dark. Where did that get you? Really quickly, very, very depressed. Um, also, sorry, interestingly, I forgot to add to this completely. Um, so, uh, the work that I did I was an office manager for a design agency quite literally half of the staff there were Christians and they went to St Peter's in Brighton okay mm. um I had spoken the CEO of the company was Christian as well and I told him all about my experience mm. um and I was sedated at the time but he was like okay we're gonna sort you out we'll we'll get you on the alpha course mm, mm, mm. so I did the alpha course but I was really heavily sedated doing the whole alpha course mm, so it and like... it was like I remember being at a church service one day yeah. and it was all to do with about feeling broken how God can help you and piece you back together again and I vividly remember saying out loud I'm not broken <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bipolar <laughs> fine what is this I'm like yeah. I'm going to stop taking these pills and I walked out of that service went home I think I called up my nurse and was like take me off these pills right now and then I got depression so badly. Oh, my god! I think it was literally, like, two days after I stopped taking the pills. It was oh, awful. Man. And um, I had one moment where I was laying on my bed one night. And I was like, right, Bethany, you either kill yourself tonight, like, seriously, kill yourself, end it all, or call up your parents. 
and I called my parents. I, I, I honestly yeah. never wanted to die. Depression gets you to a point where you really feel like you don't have a choice. There's yeah. no other way. You mm. need to... Uh, it's so painful to be conscious that you... Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so luckily I got to move back home. Wow. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. Crazy job. I'm, I'm just interested... Um, uh, do you think... I'm just like throwing an idea out there but like do you do you think when because obviously you are a christian now you did find your way back to god Mm -hmm. um but even then i don't think it was i think um what i want to say is that you said that you you missed the feeling of having god inject you and i feel like um do you ever think like that that feeling of him leaving Mm -hmm. was not for you to keep chasing that feeling but for you to start chasing just him in general. Oh, this, this is interesting, babe. Right. So, I started to reconnect with God the year, the year after. So, I got put on new medication at the end of that recovery year. And 2017 was the best year of my life today. Mm. I reconnected with God, not through Christianity, but through a spiritual sense. Mm. I was literally walking with God's grace every single day and being so thankful at the end of every day. Yeah. I was getting work opportunities left, right and centre, things I couldn't, could only dream of. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And this is this all links in with how Christianity really started to play a part. Okay. okay. So in 2018... The worst life events you could possibly imagine happened around me, to my family, to my friends. Yeah. I'm not going to tell those particular stories because no. yeah, they're very personal. Yeah. But everything was so awful, I was like swallowed by it. Mm. I didn't give God a second thought that year. Mm. I didn't even think to ask God for help. Or anything like that. It was like the moment I was meant to be closest to God, I ignored him and I walked away. Mm-hmm. And it stayed that way. Uh, like last year, I, no word of a lie, it was like I just existed. I wasn't up, I wasn't down. Um, I just existed. Nothing in my life was piecing together. And I kept thinking, why can't, why isn't it like 2017? Why? Yeah. Why isn't this happening? I was just so confusing. Every time something was happening and it was good, it would fall apart really quickly. Um, and at the very end of last year, I got to date a man. Okay. <laughs> he was the first man that I'd snogged in over a year. And I, this man was actually someone that I'd broken up with before. So mm. I was like, oh my God, I've got a second chance of loving this man, how I'm really, truly meant to. And he made me feel so loved, so needed and so adored. I was the happiest I had been in literally two years. Mm. Yeah, I was so smitten, smitten all that jazz. (laughs) But classic B, right? He left me. And when I say he left me, he he literally literally got on a plane and left the country. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Without you knowing or... (laughs) No, no. Of course he told me. Wait, did you tell him the day, like, oh, I got, here's a ticket. Um, No, two weeks before. Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. That's a bit better. But still, though. I mean, still bad. must have been hurt. Oh, you have no idea. Painful. I cried so much. Oh, man. And also, no word of a lie, his mum, who dropped him off to the airport... 
came over to visit me after she dropped her son. Wow. Because I was by myself. I was literally having a meltdown. Mm. Yeah. I'd like convinced this guy that I was so cool and chill about him leaving when really I was heartbroken. Wow. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. So then, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, God. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah that's no? an unfortunate okay, end. Right, okay, There's sorry. There's no back to God. Right. Good end, all, hopefully. He left, right? And that was my penny job moment, right? I had the light bulb moment. And I was like, I am being punished by God, right? I know what you're going to say, your little face. I know what you're going to say. I was like, I'm being punished. That's exactly, and I evaluated the year, and I was like, that is exactly what's happening. Mm. And um, I spoke to my best mate about it. I spoke to uh, one of my sisters about it. Mm. And um, and also another close friend, and all three of them were like, "Darling, I don't think God would punish you." And I was like, "Really? Do you want me to show the bits in the Bible where humanity get pan- punished?" And I was like, "Mine's like a slap on the wrist in comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, punished maybe isn't the right word, but it's definitely discipline. Disciplining. Dis- yes, there we go. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And I was like, I know exactly what it is." I need a religion alongside God. Me, me just like having this weird, no direction relationship with God, it wasn't working. Mm. It wasn't working, it wasn't consistent. And the first thing I did was look up online and get myself signed on to an Alpha course, okay, uh, which was at Harbour Church. Oh, really? Yep, so where I met Michael. <laughs> That's right. Finally. And so I knew Christianity was it for me. Quite literally, after sign, no word of a lie. In Guildhall Village. What? What did you do in Guildhall Village? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Sorry, Karen. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Yeah. That, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm remembering the place now where it all happened. Yeah, yeah. you were the one like leading it. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why. Like, I mean, now I've seen you. I haven't met you before. Though. But it's all coming together now. Yeah, yeah. it's all piecing together. Yes. Shit. Um. Yeah. So once I no word of a lie, the day after I literally signed onto the course, um, the HQ from Depop called me up and was like, "Hey, boo, we remember you." what's happened with your store? Let's get you back to the top sellers again. Wow. I was just about to give up on it. Wow. And I was like, what? Okay, <laughs> all right, yep, amazing. And um, and then other stuff, I can't remember exactly, but loads of like weird positive stuff was happening. And throughout the Alpha course, I was uh, learning so, so much about the Bible and Christianity. And I'm really into super hardcore research. I was listening to loads of different podcasts, Mm. doing loads of reading myself. Mm. And life started clicking. I started to understand why bad things happen for the first time in my life. Mm. And uh, quite honestly, it's been Christianity that has explained that for me. Mm. It feels right. I feel it in my heart. 
it's yeah. so so right it's really bizarre as well I'm the only child in my family that has been christened right, right. <laughs> and I wasn't brought up religious or spiritual exactly the same as both my sisters uh, but one of my sisters is Christine too mm. uh, it's really bizarre how we've both been drawn to Christianity uh, Katie um, joined Christianity a few years back now but she never enforced views or opinions. I have many Christian friends. They've never enforced views yeah. or opinions. Yeah. We've been mates. We do yeah. friend stuff. Life together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That mm. is... I love how that story came to... You exactly. Know, because came to like, a nice full lie, circle moment. Be, before I asked that question, I was thinking, you know, this man left the country. Your life is looking like all types of hurt. But it's funny how it took something like that for you to fix your eyes on 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 the main prize, yeah, which was Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's funny how like uh, sometimes God will use a negative like that to kind of redirect uh-huh. your path. It's, um, I heard this thing that sometimes man's rejection is God's redirection. Oh, I loved that. And I feel yeah. like that's exactly I'm what. Use that as a song lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I feel that's exactly what happened to you, and it's it's mm. so refreshing to see that as well. Yeah, and I think for the listeners, it's encouraging mm-hmm. that like no matter how dark their life may seem, it's it's only a season. Like there's a whole eternal life awaiting. Mm-hmm. So no, that's it's cool to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even <laughs> even throughout your whole story, it's 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 almost like because you say that you were chasing God in a sense. Mm-hmm. Well, after you had the experience, mm-hmm. but it's almost like He was still pursuing you mm-hmm. in a way. Because even when you would go through these things, you'd always have them in the back of your mind, mm, sort of. Yeah, you know of course. I mean? No, 100%. Yeah. I mean, if, so, like, in that awful year, 2018, for instance, even though I wasn't giving God a second thought, if someone came up to me and said, do you believe in God? I'd be like, yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, God exactly, saved my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was that. That's what was interesting to me as mm. well. Like, even, like, you'd have those things, and even when the guy left, it wasn't like, all right, I don't know, like, you know, it was <laughs> more like, um, okay, I'm a. I'm, it clicked, and you're like, I'm a. I'm gonna do something about it, uh-huh. and that that was that. That's kind of what struck me as well. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. Nah, it's, it's a great story. And just to go back to the mental health, yeah. um, topic, just to kind of wrap up on that. Do you have any 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 advice for someone who may be going through um, some mental health issues? Just just to encourage them, maybe, mm-hmm. um, just to help them. Mm. Um, drop your guard down. My babies. Chop <laughs> <laughs> your guard down. I mean, uh, if any of you are showing signs of bipolar, especially, uh, mania, for instance, can cause permanent damage, like permanent damage to your cognitive function. Mm. Uh, like for a while, I couldn't even read properly. Mm. It's super serious. Depression, you could end up killing yourself. Not cool. Mm-hmm. You've got to drop your guard down you've got to allow yourself uh to be like speak openly about how you're truly feeling you don't have to feel that way you can make the choice to not feel that way you but you've got to speak up you've got to tell someone yeah you've got to tell someone as soon as you feel it coming on definitely if you don't yeah no no i like that i like that a lot i think for me I think it's knowing that you're not alone, knowing that you're not the only one going through it and knowing that you, you're not the only one that has to go through it alone because um, obviously I believe in Jesus mm-hmm. as we all do here and 
um, he's always there in the storm. So like, no matter how dark your life may look, I am believing that God is always extending his hand there for you just to pull you back up. So that's mm-hmm. a, as a word of encouragement to anyone out there, like just yeah, know that, say? that Jesus is there with you. Yeah. I was going to add on to this bit. Okay. Keeping a relationship with God while you're going through a bumpy mental health patch. I'll keep it, uh, like, stuck to depression but obviously it goes across different mental health disorders right if your best mate comes up to you uh as a christian sorry if your best mate comes up to you and says darling i'm not feeling good i'm very sad like please help me out please 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 do not start preaching to them don't start quoting bible verses they are angry with god they feel abandoned they're feeling desolate They've most probably already had arguments with God about it. Mm. And if you put a if you put it in a different sort of way to look at it, if your best mate is telling you about this huge argument they're having with their partner, the last thing you do is try and stick up for their partner. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you're talking to them. Um, I would suggest the best way to go about it is obviously listen to them, come up with a plan on what to do. And just say, man, I'm going to pray for you. And I promise once they start coming out the other side, they'll reflect. They will know that you were praying for them. Um, I mean, if God's knocked on their door once and they've found God, they'll find God again. They'll come back. Mm. Uh, But like any argument, you need time out. (laughs) You need a little break. You've got to you need to calm down. You need to think through exactly why you're angry and you've got to you sort of come to an understanding that God didn't actually abandon you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really difficult to, because in the moment in time, yeah. you're furious. Yeah. The shouting matches I have <laughs> had with God, like full-on temper tantrums, and I, I personally feel that God would prefer that you scream at him uh, rather than saying anything at all. Because yeah, he knows. He yeah, knows you're screaming yeah. in your heart anyways, yeah, right? Yeah. So just say it out loud. Yeah, just say it out loud. Get it out. Like, it's tough. It's really, really tough making sure you've still got a relationship with God when you're having a really, really rough time. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, very helpful. I have a question yeah. um, mm. on the mental side as well, um, on particularly to medication. Because mm. you said that that was like a big challenge for you, oh, especially yeah. being creative and... You you know you rely so much on your creativity for mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so how 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 what was the process like with you finally accepting that? Fine, I need to take medication, but I am also a creative person. Like ah, how does that? Right, it's quite it's quite a cool combo there. So uh, I got diagnosed the type of bipolar. Mm-hmm. So I got given what's called a mood stabilizer. Yeah, I'm on one called lamotrigine. It's actually for epilepsy as well. Okay, um, and what it does is calm down the regulate, sorry, the firing of neurons in your brain. So it behaves normally. Okay, uh, it stops you from feeling manic and super, super depressed. Um, and um, when I started taking that medication at the January 2017, that's when I felt it. And I had no idea that you could actually feel like well that way. Mm. And I was so, so thankful I was still alive. I was like, screw it. I'm gonna go 
hard i'm gonna smash it this year mm. i'm gonna do absolutely everything i want to do with no shame like here i am world like if you don't like it then like screw you type thing mm. and uh, honestly the entire experience i had has allowed me to be the creative person i am today 100 mm. percent, especially to do with songwriting playing piano mm. never had the confidence to openly just put a video up online mm. release anything never before mm. yeah i liked it yeah. i liked it i think your things are very cool I yeah, like they really are. Nice. Oh, thank you. Nah, they're, they're really cool. They're really cool. And do you think that you'll ever like produce your own song and release on Spotify? Or... Oh man, I'd love to. Yeah. I honestly, I'd love to, but but like I said, I don't have a recording voice, basically. But my ultimate is that goal, your opinion, though. That's um, uh, yes, but also I reckon one of my producer mates will agree with me. Really? Yeah, because we were working on a song recently. I was finding it so hard to nail the vocals. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, okay, yep, that line again, yep. And then 10th time in a row, last one, I promise you. <laughs> and then he'll be like, okay, one more, I lied. Awful. <laughs> really, really tough. Um, but I want to be a songwriter. That's the ultimate goal, which I can take my time on. You can be any age to be a songwriter, sell on songs. Yeah. If I sold a song to Rihanna, wow. That's what I want. That's your goal. <laughs> that's I the ultimate that's goal. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I'll be like, I could die now. Thank you, God. I have a woman now. But yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, because I know, like, the whole medication thing is a very touchy subject. You even find, like, with, like even famous creators, we know, like, Kanye West is always like, oh, I'm not on medication. They try to give me meds this week. And Ooh, I said, no, you know what I mean? And Kanye, you can, baby. Yeah, you can kind of see how, like, just, you can tell, basically, when he's not, like, taking care of himself <laughs> quite clearly yeah, yeah exactly clearly. so it's yeah. like um, I like the fact that you also you you know you stick up for the, the whole medication thing because I feel like sometimes people feel like oh it's going to make me less creative mm-hmm. or I can't access those yeah. ideas yeah. you know so it's good that you're also like you know for that you know? There, there's always a combo for absolutely everyone and I won't lie it's tough mm. trying to figure out what medication is perfect for you mm. it's so hard so so hard you go through a couple of years of like pure hell basically but when you get it right you get it right and as long as you look after yourself you'll be able to stay on that same uh setup for a very long time but i've recently had to have my meds tweaked i've actually had to have an antidepressant added on to my mood Mm. stabilizer because of the depression i had this year Mm. um which is one of the first tweaks i've ever had Right, for, uh, for for quite a few years now, yeah, mm. which is pretty good. Mm. Hey, it's crazy, like the transformation that has taken place from you, um, like from your stories all those years ago to where you are now. You mm. seem like you are really, really good, like the state, <laughs> your mental state, and also um, where you are with God. So I think that's really refreshing and encouraging to hear. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you, know, you take that, yeah. And also the thing about, like, I think God not, like, giving you that, you know, when you first met him, then he just takes away, like, you know, the manic episode. You can see everything. You're, like, back to normal, sort mm-hmm. of. I think um, you going through everything you've gone through allows you to have, like, such a strong testimony. And, like, when you do talk about, like, mental health, like, people who have mental health can relate. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's different from when, like, one of us can say it and then it's like, but 
you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you, even the way you're able to pinpoint every single thing that happened, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's going to help a lot of people because you, you can say something that someone's like, oh, snap, yeah, I, I did that too. Or, oh, I think like that. Should I maybe like go see someone? Yeah, you know, type yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I, yeah. I really like that. So, yeah. yeah. Could I ask a question? <laughs> yeah, say what you guys. Oh, come on. Say <laughs> but the, my relevance being here is that we were in the same alpha group. We never mentioned that. Um, <laughs> so I just, I, I, I who knows? She did say. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she did. Were you listening, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was in the back, obviously. <laughs> Anyways, um, the question I want to ask is because I think maybe this could help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Um, so going through um, your journey and then dealing with like mental health. Um, um, you know, um, what sort of perspective does it give you on your life? Like when you look at when you put God into it, mm. how do you look at things? Like has it changed how you see things? Well, I was weirdly, I was thinking about this this morning. I had four. I've lived twenty five years on Faye, by the way, guys. Oh, <laughs> I've lived twenty five years of my life without God and acknowledging God, mm. and I, I've now lived five years of my life with acknowledging God and knowing God and I can't believe I managed to live 25 years without God (laughs) I've lived both sides I've lived the side not believing in anything at all and I've lived in on the side of being a full believer I I wouldn't give that up for the world now life without God for me is just empty and confusing and I wouldn't go back to that place ever again. Mm. No, no. That would literally be, by saying I'd go back to that place, would be dismissing the fact that God intervened to save my life. Yeah. That's mm. not cool if I try and do that. You know what I mean? I'll never, ever do that. Yeah, I feel mm. that. I feel mm. that. Mm. No, it's great. It's great. Well, thank, uh, you. thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, thank you, I that thank question. You, thank you for that. I thought you were going to go on. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, Beth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and like, having this conversation. We've really enjoyed it. Exactly, exactly. How do you feel, though? Because I know you really wanted like to express yourself and yeah, say everything you need to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having us. <laughs> <laughs> Manager Mike. Exactly. Come on. Thank you so much for letting me speak so openly it's been lovely i hope that my story has helped some people 100 percent. it's an incredible story thank it you is. michael i was so like enamored i feel like i've been so engrossed this whole time and i was like i'm like i need to say something i'm part of this <laughs> part of the team i need to say something you know but no it was really good honestly thank yeah. you so much hey he knows maybe there'll be like a part two where if you have any oh, other honestly the maddest stuff happened when i was manic I could, there's so many weird things. Like, for instance, I could understand other languages. Okay. Which is <laughs> nuts, All right. Right? Your brain yeah. works at such a high percentage. It's literally like a superhuman brain. There's so many other things, guys. I'd love to talk to you about. Let's <laughs> do a party. Yeah, we're definitely going to do yeah. Like, that's mad. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's like, yeah. Now, now you've left the audience wanting more. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Come on. So, come on. yeah, nice part two. Party's definitely exactly. going to come yeah. soon. Nicely. Nicely. But, yeah, like I'll be before. back. <laughs> man, I'm like, hey, Mike, you'll get your own episode, right? Let's, yeah, 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 let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's go do some stuff. Do some <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been your boy Izzy. It's been your boy Taz. And we'll catch you guys next week. Yes, Bye. Later.